Mike. Hey, what's going on, Frank? How's uh, <laughs> life in Denver or Colorado? Hey, are you outing me? <laughs> Sorry, doxed you. Yeah, Colorado's good. We finally have summertime here in September. It's kind of nice. A little bit of sun. Yeah, we got blue skies and sunshine. It's pretty amazing. They stopped seeding. They did. <laughs> well, they went full on and uh, almost like destroyed the world here for a day. And uh, I feel like you saw it, right the last week with the Bears game. It's just torrential downpours on oh, Sunday. Oh, yeah, like never seen before. Yeah. Absolutely. I saw them seed that action over here. But Colorado's good, I think. I don't know. Emma was telling me there's a trend on TikTok or whatever. Uh, and it's about how like all these people are leaving Denver, how Denver's the worst city in America. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's no culture here. There's no food. You don't have, you know, a substantial amount of immigrants. Lots you just of homeless. You got a lot of homeless and a lot of transplants. People from New York, L.A., Chicago. It's not a good place. <laughs> 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 there's no food scene for real. You know, like you have food scenes in major cities across the country, mainly Chicago, L.A., New York. Because immigrants came to those places and built these yeah. little towns and cultures. No, that's every you know? no, all the old cities: New Orleans, Philadelphia. Yes, yes. Denver doesn't have that, so uh, I think in midwestern cities, man, you just you, you had nothing else, so you had to eat. Yeah, and you know, Wisconsin, they just ate cheese. That's right. Mastered it. Cheese curds. Uh, <laughs> here, though, man, like it's weird. Uh, I think. People realized very quickly, well, all these people showed up in the last 10 years, so the traffic can't sustain. The road systems aren't designed for that influx of population. And ultimately, yeah. what you have here is a city that's jammed, it's just jammed with people. You have traffic like LA, uh, weather like Chicago, and the food sucks. It's kind of a shitty place. Yeah, that's true. I, I see people leaving Denver, but maybe just moving out to the suburbs. Yeah, the burbs. I like the burbs of of Denver, and I think you really want to do up Colorado the right way. Get out to like Durango or yeah, go. Western. out. Yeah, get out there on the slopes and get away from the madness here in the uh, foothills and in the city. Yeah, and then you're like country living in the mountains. Man, it's so good out there. The weather is so nice all the time. Like the the winters are cold, but they're tolerable. It's beautiful. You know, you shut down, slow down a little bit. Yeah. Out here, nothing slows down. Everyone just gets pissed off because it's cold. <laughs> that's like how it works. That's, that's Chicago. <laughs> well, that's what I was reading this thing about, like, why everybody, like, you know, we were talking about it before, the road rage and yeah. how it's really escalating. Number three in the country is Denver now for road rage. Oh, but it's like, it's going up everywhere, I guess. And like, they were saying one of the problems is we, during like COVID and everything, we kind of realized we don't need everybody. So, Everybody's sure. just kind of in your way. Absolutely. That's a great You know call. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And actually, conversely, Em and I were just discussing over lunch today, this couple we're friends with, and they want to get together once in a while and hang out. Last time we hung out with them, they were discussing how one of them turned down a job offer because they were going to have to go into the office two days a week. And they, oh, just, yeah. <laughs> they just didn't feel comfortable going in two days a week. They would feel more comfortable sitting on their ass at home and ordering Grubhub, you know? That's more comfortable. That's way more comfortable. And so we were kind of talking about how, like, 
what happened during COVID is uh, a huge section of the people that are like in the tech sector and all that, they were happy because the world caught up with their desire to just be lazy at all times and never leave their fucking house. And now that the world... Dude, they went back to college, except you're getting paid. Exactly. That's what they were doing. You're sitting there in your pajamas all day, logging in. Yes. Doing what you gotta... Doing your homework. Getting a fucking ridiculous salary. Going out, drinking with your buddies, pretending like you're scared of COVID. Like, dude... Exactly. Don't don't even give me the BS, Well, and do you know why I think they're pissed right now? I think people are having a hard time with the uh, what happened, like, on the back end, which is... We rejected it. The population as a whole said, no thanks. I'd like to have purpose to my life. I'd like to live every day. I would like to go to work and, and have reason to my existence here. I don't, and that's why... Yeah, I don't want to hide in my home. No, I don't want to sit at home and get fat. It just doesn't sound appealing to me. Yeah. But I do think there's this p- portion of the population that are really into it. And it's not good for anybody. Well, I hope they're prepared because in a month and a half, voters are en masse about to reject the idea of sitting in your house and collecting checks. Dude, do you see the polls? Oh, of course. You watch Bill Maher. Apparently, Biden's back, baby. Yo, so <laughs> he's rocking like high 40s now approval. And all the polls have Democrats up by like eight points, right? Sure, I guess. And <laughs> dude, but you know what's crazy? No. I was reading an article from this one guy who's a pollster for like a real left wing right. uh, polling. I forgot what that Something like is. Rasmussen or one of those. Yeah, one of those like big timers, yeah. right? And he was sounding the alarm. And he, you know, dude, what he said makes total sense. All these numbers have been changing since that speech Biden gave, right? Right. Where you called everybody terrorists, and then you raided 36 people associated with Trump, including the My Pillow guy, right? <laughs> yeah. And the guy goes, now you're calling people and asking them if they would vote for Trump? Of course nobody is going to say they're voting for Trump. <laughs> wow. You just put the fear of God into these people. These numbers are reflecting people's fear to admit, and like the, they're telling you that yeah, the Democrats now are outpacing Republicans in voter registration, but we're seeing record number independents. You know what those are? Those are people who don't want to admit they're scared to admit they're Republicans. Absolutely, right? You you've now put a number on the heads of people who voted for Trump. You're now saying, hey, we're coming after you. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm a Republican. I'm too scared. Exactly. I got nothing to lose, but, you know, somebody with something to lose. (laughs) Mike, I got nothing to lose, and I still declared independence, Uh, (laughs) you know, in 2016 or whatever. I was like, no, I'm not not picking a side. This is nuts. Yeah. And you're right on the money, dude. I think that the voters are saying, well, look, I'm going to pick independent. I'm going to go in the middle, but I'm voting for the right. You guys are insane on the left. And if you call and ask, I'm not going... (laughs) Who the fuck are you? I'm not going to admit I'm voting for Trump. Yeah, well, is this Ray Epps? I'm not telling you uh, what I'm voting for. <laughs> Just the fact that you call me, I feel like somebody's watching me. Exactly. Like, <laughs> That's a really interesting point. I, I, yeah, I wish I could remember the guy's name. It was, I, I was blown away that it was a left wing guy. You know, what I mean, he was like trying to warn everybody. Like, I do don't, not believe don't the be polls. Don't be too excited. No, I think you're that's right on the money. I think whoever Dude, these polls don't make sense. You mean to tell me that people really cared that much about abortion? Exactly. I, I, I think people cared more about the mandates 
and the drag queen story hour and shit like that <laughs> yeah. that they do about abortion. And not even a banning. You didn't even ban abortion. You, you just put it back to the state. So. Yeah, that's what's so know. weird. And their about highest it. Democrat like registration shit is is like New York. All right, well, you guys, we already knew you were fucking Democrats. Oh, yeah, you guys are going to turn out and vote for abortion. Fine. Yeah. You know? No, you're right. And did you see Bill Maher this, on Friday? He had uh, one of his guests was John Meacham. And he's a, an historian. And he penned Biden's Hitler speech that he did with the red lights. What? <laughs> yeah, he wrote the speech. I wish I would have. I fell asleep. I could not get through that fucking episode. No, me neither. I had to watch it twice. It was tough. It's so boring. It got. It was actually. Well, I'm gonna say this. I noted to myself that it was particularly boring because of the topics they were trying to push. They're boring topics because they're not rooted in reality. And like, even the audience isn't like. No, they're boring. Dude, you're you're going for applause now, not laughs. Like, be funny. Well, dude, I don't know. So that first moment when the two guests are on, uh, he gave the floor to John Meacham to do a spiel that usually gets elicits applause. They always do that for the guests. And uh, yeah. his thing, he, he literally, his spiel, I was going to clip it, but I just didn't feel like listening to it again. Because <laughs> it, so it was really dark. And he literally, so in his speech, his little spiel, he goes into saying how, uh, you know, we are, he's like, I believed at first that we were really very similar to like 1920s America or something, but he's like, now I believe we're more like 1850s America and it's getting really dangerous and scary and one side is hell bent on civil war. And I was, I was just like, holy shit, dude, this guy's like, between the speech that Biden gave and what you're saying now, you guys are dead set on painting the right as these extremist terrorists who are going to start a civil war part part two. And that is the most bizarre theory to be on because it's just not rooted in reality. I don't Dude, And then you know go look at all the right wing people online. They're just making fun of it. Not like there's really Literally. no call to arms except for a few you know, just as many Antifa assholes are out there. That's Dude, how many fucking no calls right to arms. Yeah. And you're exactly right. Uh, it's all about the applause now. They're not getting laughter. And dude, I I beg everyone to go check this out. The applause that occurred after John Meacham's speech about how we're entering Civil War territory and it's 1850 all over again here in 2022. Which there's so much complex insanity behind making that kind of statement comparing <laughs> comparing america 2022 to 1850 america like holy 170 years you're ago. a goddamn historian dude step off get the fuck out of here <laughs> go into the sunset you <laughs> fucking creature you have lost your mind dude unbelievable the yeah, guy who was there are... to push a book on abraham lincoln you'd think he know a little bit about this time period you're gonna compare us to 1850 america holy shit man that's insane. Yeah, it really is. We had a war 10 years later that ripped the nation apart. Are you kidding me? It's the bloodiest days in American history on this. I, I just like can't believe the guy would go that far to compare it. And by the way, this makes a lot of sense compared to Biden's speech from two weeks ago uh, with the Nazi imagery everywhere and saying that the other side is going to, you know, try to end democracy. Frank, I told you they are literally it's Hitler's playbook here. They're, they're creating another group. Yeah, wow. They become yeah. the demons. Yeah. And we've, we, you know, they're the ones that are tearing apart the country. They're the ones we need to arm ourselves against. <laughs> and they wonder why people don't want to admit when the polling guy calls uh, that they're a Republican. 
It's just like when Putin does an election and 96% of the people vote for him. Right. Yeah, because there's a guy with a gun there at the polling station. You know, it's just crazy. No, it's, we're living in funny times, man. And th- this whole, uh, I was, I was floored by this. He did a live time, he did a, like a primetime speech to the nation. The president called you a terrorist if you voted for Donald Trump. Extremist. Yeah. And the next day, man, I can't believe it, dude. We just did a poll. Nobody's voting for Trump. It's amazing. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy anymore. It worked. <laughs> We're up in the polls. <laughs> uh, is this Frank Polisi at uh, 248 Main Street? <laughs> Are you going to vote for Donald Trump? No? Okay. <laughs> you down as a biden dude so bill maher gets to this point he was dragging the show along and he asked this question about whether or not he believed the panel whether or not the panel believed that they were going to finally pull the trigger and go after trump and there was this insane silence like a really long silence and (laughs) then the audience laughed and uh neither one wanted to answer the question what did they eventually say they, Bill Maher said that he believed Merrick Garland was going to go after Trump. Yeah, because he's he's obsessed with it. And then no, I, no, I, I think he's just being paid to push that narrative. So other, so everybody listening is like, okay, Bill Maher said it. I know they're going to yes, do it. Absolutely, you know, no, totally, man. It's it's fucking weird, actually. But I was really astonished by the lack of enthusiasm from the crowd and the guys on the panel were just like they were almost like, are we we're still talking about Trump? <laughs> Jan Dude, I mean, 6th. When, when people go to uh, vote when people go to vote in November they're voting for people that are going to take office more than two years after January 6th happened yeah so no, nobody cares by the time Donald Trump runs for president January 6th will be three years gone wow yeah right that is so far back in our memory you know, we already forgot about Uvalde. That was tragic. And that was purposeful. <laughs> yeah. You were supposed to forget, Mike. They botched that one a little, so... <laughs> a bit Move along that. now. Uh, that little guy? <laughs> Don't worry about that. Okay? <laughs> oh, man. Well, the distraction is on, dude. Have you been following uh, the saga of the Martha's Vineyard situation, man? Frank, I have never loved anything more. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. I've been fucking Uh, like swimming in this one. I don't know why. Do you want to know how you know Ron DeSantis has these guys squirming? By the balls. He's got him by the scrotes, dude. Newsom is running billboards and ads in other states and calling on DeSantis to do a debate. Do a debate. A a debate for what? You guys aren't even running up against each other or anything. Like, you just want a debate? Like, you're just, you, guys, you guys are just scrambling. Just, just rip off the shirts and fight already. Just box it out, dude. <laughs> Where did the debate even come from? It's so fucking funny. It's about who's better. He wants to debate who's better. That's what he wants to do. Dude, Newsom's just butthurt because Gavin, or because uh, DeSantis stole all his chicks. 
He stole all the hot people. They all moved to Florida. It's not fair. I wanted to be the dictator. I was promised from birth. I'm Nancy's cousin. Wait, 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 wait. Is he Nancy's cousin? Yeah, he's related to Pelosi. Oh, God, hold on. I'm going to go uh, by, throw by, up a little bit and then. Couldn't you tell by the tits? <laughs> it's because you see him wearing the sports bra all the time. <laughs> they definitely probably have the same plastic surgeon. I could see that going on. Oh, but, yeah. No, that's why his uh, face looks like a tit. Dude, why? <laughs> <laughs> that's how they turn Gavin Newsom into a giant boob. That's how. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're related. I think they're married. Ah, uh, of course. But, I don't it's know. So you know incestuous. How they're all yeah, inbred and fucking yes. married and connected. Absolutely. So, um, I we brushed on this on Thursday, and I actually, I think we just joked about it. To be totally honest, we never clipped anything, and I thought this was just going to be kind of, eh, you know, when they're going to talk about it. And then it'll disappear. Man, this sucker's been rolling all weekend. Oh, they won't stop because they keep trying and trying to attack him. And he's just like, he's just killing them. They got burned on the sanctuary city, dude. Yeah, that really made you you look bad. You fucking played yourself. It's unbelievable. (laughs) You look really bad that you kept him there for 40 hours and then bust him out. Yeah, you bust him. At least DeSantis flew him first class on a charter flight. <laughs> if you had the funniest take on the Martha's Vineyard, go listen to Tim Dillon's podcast. Excellent. Because he's he has a house in the Hamptons. Really? Oh, dude, yeah, and it's so fun. You know, he's like one of the richest people, dude. He lives like one of the richest people. Tim but Dillon. Yeah he, ta- the, yeah. yeah, he just talks about how like cruel. He, he talks about how like cruel it was and everything that okay. they sent him to Martha's Vineyard in the off season because <laughs> <laughs> you don't winter at a vineyard. You go- <laughs> <laughs> so funny dude. <laughs> so, but dude they kept him there for 40 hours and then literally put him on a buzz adios oh well they made sure to take all their photo ops they i saw the one where they were welcomed in a church and they did, they did a GoFundMe. Uh, they, the go fund me and <sighs> oh man it's funny, you know. Uh, I, that was a master class on how to say I don't want Mexicans in my neighborhood, but not sound racist. If you just go back and look at all the- <laughs> <laughs> No, come on. I, I think this is a master class in owning people and making them eat their fucking words. And yeah. Obama and everybody who lives on Martha's uh, Vineyard or whatever it is, who, whoever lives there, doesn't Obama have like a huge estate there? I'm pretty sure. Twelve million dollars, dude. They could have all lived in his garage. <laughs> it, were, it still wouldn't have been enough people just to maintain his property. They would have probably had to bring in one more bus. No, dude. Did you, you know? see the pictures from last year? Obama had that birthday party, and there was the images of his tent, and they were saying oh, he could have housed all the immigrants under that tent that he had for the party. Yeah. <laughs> Although they would have had to wear a mask, just like the servants. <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible, dude. This is. We've become, we've become what we ran away from, you know, two hundred and fifty years ago. We're disgusting. This was a disgusting display. However, 
I find it oh. fascinating that the people who s- shout the loudest about the atrocities at the border are the most squeamish when the border was brought to them for five seconds. Oh, couldn't take it. They couldn't Could handle it. Could not take it. Like, they probably have people in biohazard suits, like, scrubbing down their entire streets right now and, like, everything. <laughs> like, to get away all the poor. Get, to scrub the poor away. Nobody even talked about the fact that you had Democrats for the past week just openly admitting that they can't take care of people. Go to red states. Yes, they literally said, we're not equipped to do it here in our blue states. You're supposed to just hang out in the red states. Yeah. And by the way, you're supposed to hang out there because you're supposed to vote Democrat when you're there. That's the (laughs) Vote Democrat. (laughs) In the meantime, you red states are also supposed to uh, subsidize us with the salt exemptions. (laughs) That's right. Fucking terrible, dude. Look, I don't want you in my backyard. I want you in their backyard, but I want you to vote for me. Just keep that in mind, all right, guy? They speak Spanish. (laughs) Si habla espanol, no habla espanol. (laughs) Bueno, no bueno, you know? Oh man, well I wasn't taking this seriously, but then I uh, I got on board with a little Dave Muir, and I thought, okay, I need to take oh, this. Dave, I thought he was gonna slit his wrists on TV. <laughs> so <laughs> devastated. I haven't seen him this devastated since he cried over the kids in the cages. <laughs> I mean, you guys got to make up your mind. You don't want us to put him in cages. You, you don't want us to keep him in Mexico, and you don't want us to send him to Martha's Vineyard, the nicest place in America. Like, what do we? And by the way, where was AOC in her white outfit this whole time? Frank, it's after Labor Day. You can't wear a white outfit. <laughs> <laughs> AOC's a lady, Frank. She's a fashionista. I'm sorry, a, la- a lady X. A lady X? A lax? Laxative. Oh, Laxative? wait, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, okay. Lexito. Yeah, a... That's the sp- <laughs> Spanish version. All right, for anyone who's not familiar with what's unfolding uh, on the eastern uh, seaboard there, they are dealing with unprecedented levels of <laughs> migrants being flooded into their northern region. So <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Dave and company break down the tragedy unfolding here. Somebody get Dave a tissue. <laughs> here we go. In the immigration showdown here in the U.S., this evening Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis doubling down after flying migrants to Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, without notice, saying he would do it again. And many questioning today, were those migrants even from Florida, or did he fly them from Texas as part of this? Today, those migrants were taken to a military base on Cape Cod, and this evening, the growing legal questions over the governor's actions and what the migrants were told. ABC's Maria Villarreal in El Paso tonight. Less than two days after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis flew them to Martha's Vineyard to make a political point, 50 migrants from Venezuela put on buses and transferred to a military base on Cape Cod. Immigration attorneys telling reporters the migrants were lied to. They were told there was a surprise present for them and that there would be jobs and housing awaiting for them when they arrived. 
This was obviously a sadistic lie. ABC News confirming the DeSantis administration chartered the planes and the migrants didn't even board in Florida. They came from Texas. Today, DeSantis defending his move and promising it's just the beginning. I mean, these are voluntary uh, transportation that they're signing up for, but they're given a, a good ride. They're given everything. And that's just, you know, it's a humane thing to do. The president calling out DeSantis for using human beings as political props. It's un-American, it's reckless, and we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. Republican officials should not interfere with that process by waging a politi these political stunts. But in El Paso, Texas, it's clear that process isn't working. Border Patrol agents apprehending nearly 1,300 people a day in this area. El Paso is now chartering their own buses to help migrants head north. Volunteers make sure these families know where they're going. The act of busing is a necessity for you guys. That's exactly it. We do not have the shelter capacity. As you've seen, you know, on top of the, the people we're bringing in, you know, there's over a thousand releases to our community a day. And when the shelters in town fill up, some families have no other choice but to sleep on a city sidewalk near the bus station. David, ABC News's uh, Karen Travers pressed the White House today about what exactly they are doing to respond here in El Paso. The administration says they are sending more people here to help respond, but city officials in El Paso tell me they need transportation, maybe even a temporary shelter to help some of these migrants as they continue to come in large groups. David? Wow. That's so crazy. How about you close the border? Right? Man. Yeah, you're super loud right now. Oh, sorry, man. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I didn't ingest anything. That's what's so weird. Same? Still super loud? Oh, there you go. Perfect. No, yeah, but that's, <laughs> that is... The best part about that clip is they were told they would have this and this and that. It's like they thought we were a sanctuary city or something. What is it? <laughs> they think we would just welcome these people and have everything they need? I, like, honestly, I don't understand what people thought would happen when they opened up the borders. And, and, like, shouldn't you have had everything in place when, once you went out there and declared yourself a sanctuary city? Right? Like, that's a very bold statement to make and then not have anything in place to back it up. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's ballsy, dude. That's a, that's a pretty big bluff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dude, I just, I love the Sanctuary City declaration. Didn't Chicago claim they were a Sanctuary City? Oh, yeah, that's why they're bringing them here. And now there's a fight because, you know, where Lori sent them? Oh, I can't she, wait to hear that. She sent them to the one suburb that had the, that was best equipped for it. Orland Park, which happens to be the most Republican <laughs> suburb in the Chicago land area. I'm sensing a trend here. They seem to think only Republicans can take care of this issue. Well, it seems to be Republican areas that have things in place to take care of stuff because they're more worried about taking care of stuff and solving problems <laughs> than transgenders. Wow. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> and maybe it's because their cities and stuff are doing a little bit better because they've been open longer. Some, some of them a year longer. Yeah. You know? Well, one of the reasons we don't want them in Chicago, man, I, don't, I really don't think there's the jobs that there used to be here. A lot of businesses left. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's a, it's, it really is a dying city. Chicago? Yeah. Very, mm. very crazy. I mean, you've said it before. Future uh, Detroit, potentially. I could see it. Oh, yeah. It's heading there for sure. Yeah, you could see it. It's really sad. But, but it's a sanctuary, I guess. Well, I'm starting to notice a trend. There's the sanctuary cities that are also the places where you can't have a gun. Uh, and they seem to be very violent, <laughs> crime-ridden places. So I don't know. I'm kind of sensing a trend between these, uh, with these democratic cities. And weirdly enough, man, like, <clears throat> like Texas, you know, are you, he- are we hearing about excess violence going on in their st- city streets? No, they're, <laughs> no, they're doing good. And they didn't defund their police. All right. And yet they, yeah. they are dealing also simultaneously with a massive influx of immigrants flooding through that. Yet they're also picking up the slack of the federal agencies who are supposed to be protecting the border. And yet here we are, and we're not getting the reports of, you know, they didn't have the 55 shot, 11 dead Labor Day weekend like Chicago. No, because their people are afraid of the police. <laughs> yeah. Not afraid of the police, but. They're afraid if they kill somebody, the cops will find them. Right. <laughs> Chicago, come on. <laughs> we're, we're, we're less than 20% if you shoot somebody. Less than 20% chance will catch you. That's amazing odds, man. For the yeah. <laughs> I think it's if you don't die. Like, if I shoot you and you don't die... Like, unless you can tell the cops who it is, yeah. there's like a 17% chance. It's like, I think it was like 17% chance they'll catch you. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And you think like, okay, but what about if you die? If you die, it's like, I think it's only like, it doubles to like 35, 40. Wow. But they're not even hitting 50%. Wow. Yeah. So you could get away with murder. In Chicago, right now. Well, that's the whole point. Dude, that's why when you go down to these neighborhoods, people are, they're, you know, the, the traffic laws, that's a joke. They don't exist. If you're only really prosecuting 50% of the murders, who the fuck's enforcing traffic laws? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck cares about the blown stop side? Wow, good call. So now's the time to speed, I'm assuming. And uh... Well, that's why in the bad neighborhoods, they got cameras everywhere. Oh. They're even doing stop sign cameras now. To bust you blowing the stop sign? Yeah, you have to come to a complete stop. Man, that should be illegal, dude. Oh, it's the grossest thing ever. I can't... <laughs> That's truly the worst tax on, the, on poor neighborhoods. The uh, cameras? Yeah. Because you... Yeah. Well, you don't have to do the work yourself as the cop, right? You're just kind of hanging out there and... Uh... But it's not just that. It's like they, they set these limits on these streets that they don't do that in good neighborhoods. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> it's like, of course you're going to go faster than 25. And everybody's getting... T- it's, it's a scam. Oh, it's a pure scam. Uh, I recall last time I was in Baltimore, they were talking about these new camera systems they put up on the highway, and it literally tickets you for speeding. Wow. Yeah, man, who the fuck approved that shit? Wow. That is insane. I thought they were going to do that with, like, you know how you got the I-Pass? Right. I, th- I thought they were going to do that, where because they, they could calculate how fast you went from station to station. 
Yeah, I thought they would do that here with our um, elite lane that they built for the elitists. Uh, they don't. I don't. They don't track that for some reason. They're probably tracking it. They just as long as you keep paying, they don't tell anyone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if, if people start to know they're tracking your speed, then they won't pay to do it, right? Right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's, that's scary. I don't know, man. I love these immigrants being sent to these. It's really funny uh, that they just it made so much news. It made a lot of news. I have Ron yeah. DeSantis responding to critics. Uh, hopefully our sound pulls through here. It's been a tough week for the crew, but uh, we'll see here. Let, let, give it to me, Ron. We are not a sanctuary state, and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction. And yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. Biden would fly people in the middle of the night, dump them all across this country. There was no warning on any of this. And all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk and they're so upset that this is happening. And it just shows you, you know, their virtue signaling is a fraud. Yeah. Uh, is that the president? <laughs> is that President DeSantis? Yeah, man, I think it was. <clears throat> Honestly. Jesus Christ. He sounds uh, kind of like a president. I'm not going to lie. I just love how he's calling them on their bullshit. He's going to be a very hard man to beat. So are we now in an agreement fully that this is the 2024 candidate? Come on. Dude. I mean, I think so, dude. Look at how the media is going after him. It's wild. And they're still they're wasting their time on Trump. I th- I don't know. Well, you know you know what I think the deal's going to be. <laughs> Cuz I got to be honest, it is up in the air whether or not Trump can maintain this momentum. There's already evidence that he's losing his his momentum. You know, for sure. Yeah. And uh, there's a good chance he might not be able to win again. Right. Yeah. I think DeSantis is just he's it. So I think the deal is going to be made. DeSantis, you know, he's Trump's going to pass the torch to DeSantis and then he's just going to pardon him when he wins. Oh, he's going to pardon Trump. Why will Trump need to be pardoned? Oh, they're going to indict him. You really, so you and Bill Maher are on the same page. Absolutely. You Thank th- God they have to. They have to. You're saying they, they gotta they have, they to. have to go and cuff Trump and take him to jail? They have to. Shut up, really? Yeah. Come on. I, I think that's why they're going they're they're sending out you know that wide net. They're looking for anything and everything and they they have to indict him now. You fucking raided his home. I th- I still I still think Trump set him up. To look like fools. Yeah. <laughs> and you're looking like fools. Because, dude, we know you have nothing. Otherwise, you guys would have ran with it. That's right. Right? This is a Mueller investigation, a Durham investigation all over again. Wow. Man. You know, you guys have nothing. And you guys are just looking like fools. And this is a really big fuck up. I think, yeah, you're right, right on the money, man. For sure. I mean, if Trump really set you guys up, you look like fucking idiots. Yeah, and you—if you have nothing, 
but yet you still take them to jail? What are they going to, what's going to happen out well, of all I, this? Dude, if you look hard enough, you'll find, Frank, if I look hard enough, I can indict you for something, right? Guarantee Mike, I can connect you to Jan 6. Mike, you Actually, don't... Frank, where were you on January 6th? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was doing this podcast, actually. <laughs> is Chris Wilson here? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there a reward? I was definitely editing the podcast at the very least, but uh, yeah. In DC? Yes, it's possible. Um, that's right. I could be a suspect. We're all suspects. You know, maybe. Who did you vote for? It's possible through the podcast. <laughs> I incited January 6th. I was telling our dozens of listeners out there to, to go riot. Uh, we on didn't Jan- even have a podcast on January 6th. Yeah, you're right. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mike, we discussed this a while back. Where were you on Jan 6th? I got an alibi. Bulletproof. No, no. No, but my point is nobody remembers. Everybody oh, remembers no what idea. they were doing on 9-11 and where you were. Nobody could. I guarantee nobody anywhere could tell you what they were doing on January 6th. Except yeah. for AOC, who was about to get raped. She will never forget that moment in time. But <laughs> I'm starting to question her story. <laughs> The validity of her story is waning with every consecutive almost rape story. You know what I mean? I mean, you're either the greatest dodger of rapes or you're making up these almost rapes. You know what I wow, mean? Wow, good call. Yeah, how many potential rapes have there been? <laughs> how many close call rapes? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like if you're a pilot who keeps getting in near misses, you know maybe you need to change how you're flying. Is all I'm saying. How did she possibly get away with proclaiming she thought she was going to get raped on January? Like, Frick, Frick, in July she had an interview. She said she didn't know if she was going to live till September <laughs> because mega Republicans might take her out. <laughs> She's a strong woman, Frank. Who threatens our mis- our our, mis- our misogyny? No, our patriarchy. And one of those stupid words. <laughs> well, our misogynist patriarchy. That's yes, what. I think that's what yeah. it is. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> AOC. I'm I'm glad she's around to keep us in check. Then. Uh... <laughs> See, you always need the waitress to tell you. You know. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> well, that bitch worked one job for four years and has cried about it ever since. Uh, being a bartender, yeah, and potentially being raped. She, <laughs> dude, that was another potential rape. She almost got raped while she was a bartender. Remember? remember? Yeah, we did that whole thing. Jesus Christ! What dude. was that? Oh, the when Roe v. Wade got overturned. She uh, AOC, you did a quick Congress and just teach a class to women on how to dodge rapes. <laughs> uh, apparently, you're you're the fucking Neo of rapes. You're dodging them like he dodged those fucking bullets. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Or, don't get me wrong, but maybe, just maybe, AOC, hang out in some nicer neighborhoods. 
maybe you're just hanging out in the wrong joints, you know? These seem like kind of rapey bars. Uh, maybe just don't be such a cunt, and the people <laughs> won't be yelling at you, and you won't confuse that for being raped. I don't know. <laughs> it's so outrageous. The fact that she would proclaim that so many times, with the Jan 6 thing, dude, and the fact <laughs> so that Trump people are, are these insane rapist maniacs who are going to, like, take over the country. I, I think she has a rape fantasy. She absolutely has a rape absolutely fantasy. Absolutely, is one of those chicks that has a rape fantasy, dude. There's some father issues going on here. There's no doubt about like, as it. As soon as a man <laughs> walked in the room, oh, are you here to rape me? <laughs> uh, man, it's me, Jim. I'm the security guard. <laughs> you know, you see me every day. January 6th, man. They, uh, by the way, are those hearings coming back? What happened to that? Uh, did they decide to kill that because of, um, what's her name? Liz? I don't know because I thought they were going to, I thought they were going to come back before, but now the mail-in ballots are starting to already go out, I think. They're rolling right? out, huh? So is like, it too- in like a week or two. So you're thinking it's too late to uh convince people that January 6th and Trump's supporters and Republicans are the greatest threat to democracy. I think you've already convinced who you're going to convince. Which is probably none of the independents and people in the middle <laughs> yeah. and center who were totally convinced from COVID lockdowns that I'm never voting Democrat again, right? Yeah, everybody was forced to take the fucking shots. Yeah, which they seem to be kind of walking back on. Have you noticed that? They're pretending like they didn't tell us to take the shots. Dude, I am hearing the craziest shit about these vaccines. Yeah? I think, I think it's starting to come out. Like uh, the fact that they're so, killing people. The guy, I know I told you about this. There's a guy, a family, friend of the family, totally healthy, totally fine. Had nothing wrong. Dude, he just had a checkup not too long before. Was fine. Everything came back positive. Good. March gets the booster. July, he starts having strokes. Wow. Starts having strokes. They fucking find this tumor in his head. Wow. That I guess had just, that wasn't there before, like a couple months ago, but now it's there. Uh, He can't control his heart rate. He's getting these blood clots and just these strokes, and they don't know what to do. Here's the craziest part. This has happened to so many people we know. <laughs> they keep So with him they found the tumor in the head, right? Sure. But the other thing is another guy that works for our uncle, he he got the booster and then it happened to him and five of his relatives. After they got the boosters, they started having these these like heart problems where their heart was just racing, their blood pressure would skyrocket and all the tests were coming back fine. And it's the same thing with this guy with the tumor. All his tests come back fine, but he just, they just can't regulate the blood pressure wow. and the heart rate. Wow. And what they're doing with all these people is giving them, like, uh, lorazepam and shit, and they're telling them it's, um, it's anxiety. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, but here's what gets crazy. The one guy was saying... He has two two friends and a cousin and a friend in Italy who are like, I mean, these guys are like doctors for fifty years, you know. Sure. Because they refuse to take the shots and they refuse to treat the patients how they were told to treat the patients, their license got taken away. 
because the pa- you remember that time when all the patients were dying in Italy? Yes. It was because they were putting them on ventilator. That's right. These, yeah. these guys said, no, don't put them on ventilator. They need blood thinner. Or uh, I forgot what he said. But... Probably ivermectin. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, apparently hydroxychloroquine. Was okay. Really because cause it does something to the blood. Right. And that's what was really the whole, the whole point. And I guess what was happening is they were over-oxygenating the blood, which was causing blood clots. Wow. I don't know, man. I'm too dumb to know if this is true. All I know is... They told him not to take the booster. He and they got they lost their license because they refused to take the shot. Fascinating stuff, man. Because now I think uh, if you keep giving these boosters to people, you're actually kind of killing them. No, you absolutely are, man. Tumors and shit are cropping up in people. It's insane. Oh, ovarian cysts. They are yes. everywhere. Ovarian, it's in reproductive yes, organs. It absolutely is. It's in the lungs. It's, it's crazy. Oh, it's absolutely nuts. And you're hearing story after story from everybody, you, man. Do you know what everybody's story is? The sa- you know what's really scary? Hmm. Dude, it's the same story from everybody. They don't know what's wrong with me. I go from a heart doctor. I go from a cardiologist to a neurologist. They don't know if it's the brain or the heart. But I keep going from doctor to doctor. And what's unbelievable, man, is some of these people are people that I know voted for Joe Biden. They were diehard Republicans, right? Yeah. Now... They're saying this is unbelievable because the doctors, they won't even answer my questions about the vaccine. They're telling me it's not true. We can't even question it. They're not even testing it. They're not allowed to talk about it. So they just keep sending them to other doctors and they keep saying they don't know what it is. Unknown causes. Oh, dude, it's so scary. Death unknown. It's so scary. So you can't even question it. You can't talk about it. You're just now having strokes. <laughs> right. Yep. And congratulations, your lifespan has been shortened. Dramatically. Yeah. The worst part is, so this guy's got the tumor, it's right up, right, I guess it's right above the optic nerve. Wow. So he's slowly going blind. Crazy. And they can't operate on the tumor because he's on blood thinners. Right. And they can't stop the blood thinners because he'll have strokes. That's a, a catch-22, So, if you will. You're just, you're just going to go blind and wither away. There's nothing you can do. You can't sue anybody. You can't... Mm. But there's folks... You can't even say, I'm sorry. And you know what's really scaring me? is you, Do you know what I've been hearing from, from Nona's been telling me, from her friends all across the world, dude? From the lady in Argentina, from the cousins in Italy. We're talking people in their um, 70s and 80s. Yeah, the 70s and 80s. This guy said the same thing to me. I never thought I would hear it from this man. Frank, they're sounding like flat earthers. Because all of them are saying this was a setup to kill old people. Yeah, why don't you listen to the Dude Man podcast from November last year? I keep telling him. That's what we were saying, baby. Hey, but what's crazy is these are people that have never listened to Alex Jones. They don't listen to any podcast. They, right. These are people that are just coming to this conclusion on their own. Yeah, because... They're, wa- they're only watching <laughs> Dave Muir, right? Yeah. But they're looking at their friends and themselves, and they're putting this together themselves. It's at that point now where you can't even lie to them anymore. They're believing their eyes. You mean there's people sitting there, they're not listening to a Dude Man podcast, and um, <laughs> they're debating in their mind... 
what just occurred over the last two years and why they're so sick, and they've they're coming to the conclusion independently they had been poisoned by their government. Yes, and it, it's it's undeniable. You know what I keep? You know what I love bringing up to people. <laughs> you never hear the pandemic of the unvaccinated anymore. That died real quick. And everybody remembers how that was a thing, but now they don't bring it up because n- nobody's going to the hospital for COVID that's unvaccinated. <laughs> yeah, we all right. had COVID and we're good now. I wouldn't say good. There's a lot of evidence that COVID itself is very similar, if not the vaccine itself. And if you got COVID, you very well may be subject to these blood clots and these worm-like clotting that is occurring in, in a lot of the dead that they're seeing in morticians' uh, reports and whatnot. Like, uh, it's very possible that if you got COVID, you are going, you are, you know, potentially going to be victimized from this thing, just like the vaccinated. Maybe not to the extent that the vac- vaccinated are, right? Because they're just juicing themselves up every three months with this shit. But... Uh, now it's going to be every year. It's crazy. But I mean, I I do think if you got COVID, there, this was a biochemical weapon. Maybe. Come on, man. We're going to find out for sure in about uh, four months when Dr. Fauci goes on trial. <laughs> uh, I go by Fauci again. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Fauci is on trial, <laughs> dude. Yeah, go by Tony. It's more casual, you know? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I, I think they got the proof that this is a weapon, essentially, that broke out of the lab. And, you know. To be fair, they told me it would only kill beagles. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never signed off on it otherwise. <laughs> Beagles. I love old people. I just want to kill the babies in the beagles. <laughs> Look at my track record. <laughs> Speaking of babies, what makes COVID and the vaccination program so frightening is not just the eugenics aspect of killing off the old and the weak, but also the fact that birth rates are plummeting worldwide. Yeah, in developed nations. Yeah, That which... we're already seeing plummeting <laughs> birth rates. I mean... That that's kind of the uh, again. I always bring up the children of men, where you know scenario where we end up in a world where no babies are being born anymore. That that could very yeah. well happen. So, crazy stuff. And I blame uh, Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> he who dealt it the first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Is guilty. Well, I think the red flags are out, and I sent it to you earlier. Hopefully, the sound comes through on it, but uh, I have a commercial that was floating around. Did you watch this? This was... I, I can't believe this is real. Well, this means that all the conspiracy theorists were right, and here we are months later, and <laughs> they're, uh, they're advertising to your kids, folks. This is crazy. 
I've been into fashion since I can remember. But one day, I had a stomach ache so bad, I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen, something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. All right. Yeah. That is crazy, dude. So now kids have myocarditis. Oh. That's the thing. But it's fine. Just go to the doctor that gave you the shot. He's also got the cure. <laughs> you know? And then we're just going to leave you in this uh, perpetual cycle of illness and cure. And <laughs> it works out great for our bottom line. Mike, man, what happened here? Wow, um, that is scary, dude. It, but look, I thought we were crazy conspiracy theorists. You are. Fred, you're a flat earther. Mike, no, I'm a flat moon theorist. Never oh, I forget. know reality or flat moon, but I'm saying they think <laughs> they're accusing you of something crazy like a flat earther, you know? <laughs> Not a sound logical theory like flat moon. I can't. Um, I watched that commercial several times in total <laughs> the disbelief. Best, the best part about the flat moon theory is you can prove it wrong without a telescope. <laughs> That's why I love it. Just the cycles of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Still a good theory. It's why I love Shaq's explanation for why you should just at least consider flat earth theory. It does make you, I love the idea of having to prove it, you know? Like, I think if you really want to know if you know something, try explaining it to a child. That's, you know? Yes, that's a great call, actually. <laughs> yeah. If you can explain it to, like, a seven-year-old, then you actually understand it, you know? You mean because they keep asking why or what do you, you know, they want to keep digging further into the uh, the rabbit well, hole it, of what you're discussing? Cause it, it, there's no like lying in them, you know what I mean? And they're yeah, they're just gonna be like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, they'll ask a question. You know, Jordan Peterson has a great quote where he always says, uh, you know, there are stupid questions, and you're asking a stupid question because you are stupid. But it's good to ask it because once you ask that stupid question, you get the answer, and now you're not stupid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's great, you know. Why does everyone hate Jordan Peterson all of a sudden? What's with that? Because he's going against everything. They really hate him because of what he says about like how you should raise young boys. Is that the the focus? I couldn't. Yeah. I, I really was having a hard time with it because he's spoken out about COVID and everything else. And yeah, but it really like the transgender thing and everything. Okay. And he's just. He's he's not all for it. That's why they're going after him. That makes a lot of sense. The yeah. transgendered uh, shit. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And he's just logical, you know. Plus, he's like the uh, he does he only eats uh, meat. He's oh really? He's, yeah, he's on a carnivore diet. He doesn't eat fish. No, I uh, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I know him and his daughter. They have like some weird issues. Interesting. So he just like health eats... issues. So like, like he, they were, they were like sick until they just went on the carnivore diet. Now they're better. Wow. Yeah. Well, I gotta say, there's something up with the vegan diet that I think is a <laughs> some sort of <laughs> like depopulation agenda. 
I'm not that's weird. <laughs> Have you it's seen a... what they eat, dude? It's like... <laughs> oh, it's so weird, dude. And maybe there's really good vegans who are really good at it, but the kind of uh, carbon copy vegans out here in Colorado, man, uh, they they go and buy this pre-processed junk over at Whole Foods, and it, it costs an arm and a leg, and you read what's on there, and it's like all the seed oil and fructose syrup and cricket oh, guts, yeah. and like it's just this is not good it for you. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, dude. At and least soy. you're in Denver, dude, where like your vegans aren't like total vegans. Like Chicago vegans are fucking 350 pounds. Yes, explain you know, like, this phenomenon. I've seen this in a lot of places. How are you an obese vegan? You're you're not an obese vegan. What you are is when people are looking, you're like yelling at them about Taco Bell and shit, but you're like not really a vegan, dude. You're going home and scarfing down pizzas. You think this person is stopping off at Burger King and getting the double whopper with cheese on the, you know, on the download? Yes. I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to say, like, <laughs> I know people, like, they're sitting at that table, you know, preaching to everybody else about, you know, why you should only eat the salad. Oh. And then on the way home, they're stopping off and getting a cheeseburger. Absolutely. You know? Wow. Yeah, well, that's virtue signaling at its uh, maximum you capacity. You can't be a vegan and be, like, 300 pounds, man. No, I don't know how. Well, my only thing or theory as to why that would happen is because if you're buying vegan based stuff, it's possible you gain weight because you're eating all this synthetic non food. You're not eating real food. Yeah, but I think that's why they are, you're, you're like sick. You're definitely you know, sick. Your body's not <laughs> processing that shit. <laughs> you know? No, you're definitely sick. There's no- <laughs> I can't even imagine what their shit looks like. <laughs> Comes out looking like a cliff bar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no wipe needed. <laughs>